like the energy for sure. Um, so what we're doing here right now is we're about to share some stories. We love celebrating yep. all that God yeah, is doing right. here at Shoreline, and he is doing amazing things, Amen. okay? Yeah. Uh, so we're going to share one story, then we're going to jump into a leadership talk, and then we'll continue with stories. So first up, we've got Joe. Come on, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Shoreline City family? You doing good? Awesome. Uh, first of all, I just want to honor our pastors right now really quick because uh, without them, man, I wouldn't be here today. So my story has got to do with our youth team. I have the privilege and honor to lead our youth team. And I want to brag on our team because at the moment they are going and growing so much. Like it's almost unrecognizable. And it all comes down to our leadership because what they pour out and they pour into us, we pour into them. So as they continue to grow and grow and uh, like just to see them step up out of their comfort zone. So my encouragement to every leader that's in this room, just continue to go and grow because that is the heart of our pastors and that's the heart of Christ, right? Yeah. It's to continue to look like Christ like leaders. So that's my story. That's awesome. All right, let's just continue tearing it up, guys. Yeah. Um, I have a... Uh, uh, leadership talk that, I, that I've actually been kind of processing a lot of these things um, uh, just have kind of kept coming back into my prayer time and just trying to figure out life in yeah. general and leadership and all of this fun stuff but first I do want to honor Pastor Earl and Onika they're phenomenal okay we love you guys so much just so you know pastors we are with you heart and soul wherever you want to go we will go we believe we are standing right there with you and I'm just thankful for all that they pour into so many lives here at Shoreline we don't even see as a matter of fact they're in California right now, yeah. pouring into yeah, other sure. pastors. Yeah. It's, just, it's just phenomenal, the, uh, um, um, just what all they do every single day. Um, but if you have your Bible, turn to Mark 6, 45. 6, 45, we'll read uh, several verses. Like I said, there's just a lot of things that just kind of popped out to me in this passage. Uh, first, it says, immediately... Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. After leaving them, he went up on the mountainside to pray. When evening came, the boat was in the middle of the lake and he was alone on land. This is funny. He saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. About the fourth watch of the night, he went out to them walking on the lake. He was about to pass uh, by them, but when he saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost. They cried out because they saw him and were terrified. Mm-hmm. Immediately he spoke to them and said, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Wow. Then he climbed into the boat with them, and the wind died down. They were completely amazed, for they, for they had not understood about the loaves. Their hearts were hardened. Wow. When they had crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret and anchored there. As soon as they got out of the boat, people recognized Jesus. Uh, this first part that uh, popped out to me says, they immediately, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead, uh, ahead of him to Bethsaida. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, this is not very clear. They just tell him, get in the boat and go over there. Yeah, yeah. And he says he made them. It, it was like disciples may have been like, no, Jesus goes, no, no, get in the boat and go to the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I have found 
in leadership is sometimes it's a little bit unclear. As a matter of fact, some of the greatest faith pioneers in the Bible, uh, they are called great because they walked when there wasn't much clarity. Think of Abraham. Go sacrifice your son. The Bible says immediately he rose and went up the mountain to sacrifice his son. It is not very clear to what, uh, what God is trying to do in Abraham's life in a moment. Yeah, yeah. Abraham, go to the most powerful man in the entire world at the time and tell him, let my people go. Yeah. It is not very clear that all these plagues and things that were going yeah. to follow behind him yeah. that makes what needed to happen, happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A lot of the times when you're asked to do something, it is unclear. Yeah. Think about the man yeah. with the talents. The boss yeah. comes up to the man with the talents. I was sharing, talking with Andrew and Hannah the other day about this. Yeah. And the man just walks up to, uh, the manager walks up to the three guys and he was like, here. And then he rolls out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what do I do with this? Yes. Yeah. I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Two of them figured out what to do with this, yeah. while the other one just said, man, I'm just going to hide it over yeah. here. Sometimes it's a little bit unclear. If yeah. you're unclear, we, the leaders might be unclear too. But the most important thing to realize that God is always trying to take us something. Right. Yeah. I would start to ask the question, God, what are you trying to do in this moment? Yeah. What are you trying to do with this situation? What, what are you wanting me to learn from this situation? And so, so Jesus, he tells them to get into the boat. And uh, this is why it's funny. It's because they get into the boat, and the Bible says at evening time they were in the middle of the lake. Jesus didn't go immediately out there when he saw them in a storm. As a matter of fact, it says he goes at the fourth watch, which is, which is at 4 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. So now you've got John and Peter and all the guys. Yeah. They're just, just rowing, just yeah. oaring, yeah. just yeah. going around the circle. Just, what, what are we doing here? What, what is going on, wow. Jesus? Like, why, why did you send us here? We're yeah. stuck yeah. in the middle of the storm. Yeah. And Jesus sees them, and he goes back up to the mountain. <laughs> then he comes out to the storm. And this is what I thought. Jesus, when he saw them, he saw their oars moving. He didn't see the boat turn back around to come back up to shore. He saw the oars moving. And I just felt like Jesus was saying, I can do something with that. They don't see the whole picture of what I'm trying to do here, but they're just constantly moving. And I'm telling you, I say this to a lot of people. I would rather have have people moving than people sitting. I would rather you be moving and failing versus sitting and waiting. Because Jesus can do something if our our oars are in the middle of the storm and we might just be going in circles over and over and over and we may not be able to see the end but Jesus knows what he's doing and then I had this other thought had this other thought sometimes we get fixated on what we think the end goal is but that's not the end goal to Jesus the disciples were thinking I just need to get to the shore Jesus was thinking, there's something still in your heart. There's still something I'm trying to do here. And the disciples were like, I just got to get to the shore. I got to get to the shore. I got to get to the shore. I just got to get there. I got to get there. I'm going around in circles. This storm is big. I don't know what to do. I don't know where I'm going. 
but if we would allow God to do what he's trying to do because there's something in our hearts you might think that you're just sitting in the host position going around in circles and circles and you're thinking I just want to skip the host scene so that I can get to the stage to start preaching but you don't need to be on the stage if you've got some stuff in your heart because that stuff will end up coming out on the stage and we don't want to affect all the other people that are listening to you talk so allow God in the process to work on your heart you might not realize what he's trying to do but he's trying to do something don't think that your end goal is his end goal his end goal is not retirement his end goal is not the big bank account his end goal is not the car his end goal is so that our heart would be so pure and so fixed on him that nothing else would matter nothing else would matter that we could be asked to stand at the bathroom and clean toilets for the rest of our lives but God I'm going to sit here because I know a miracle is coming my way I will clean this toilet I will stay at this job for the rest of my life because I know there's a miracle coming because here comes Jesus he's walking on the water he's walking on the water and if our eyes are so fixated on the shore we miss what Jesus is we miss the people we miss him walking we miss the miracle we miss it because look what he says look what he says then he climbed into the boat with them and the wind died down they were completely amazed for they had not understood what about the loaves they just were in the store for like eight hours they weren't even thinking about the storm they were still messed up about the loaves like before I could get you to the shore, I needed to fix what was going on back here. There's some stuff in our hearts. There's some things going on in our lives. And Jesus is like, I need to fix that before I can move you to the next thing. He's trying to do something big here. I'm telling you, church. I'm telling you, if we could take the blinders off, if we could quit thinking that we know best, what if he's trying to drown out and squeeze out every ounce of fear in our lives? What if he's trying to take that sin that we've been fighting over and over and he's trying to throw that to the side? What if he's trying to do something that we don't even realize he's trying to do? The greatest thing that we can ask right now is, God, what are you doing in this process right now? I might be in the biggest storm in my life right now, but I know that you are trying to clean, you are trying to squeeze, you are trying to do something with me right now. Because the end goal is the people on the shore. There are people that haven't even showed up to this church yet that are depending on you to allow the process to happen. If you can't get this process, then the people can't get to you. It's the reality because you don't want to vomit on all the people that are showing up with all your drama. You don't want to do that. He's trying to fix us now. He's trying to trying to get it right now so that we can get to the people on the shore. That's our end goal is to make up Christ-like leaders and make it on earth as it is in heaven. So don't think that that's not you. He's trying to make us a Christ-like leader so that we can reach other Christ-like leaders. So let's just keep tearing it up. Let's just keep loving big. Let's go out. Let's go out.